0: Everyone comes home. The Sports Blast, every Saturday from 11
1: a.m. to 2 p.m. Hour number two here on The Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire, ESPNNHradio.com. Ashish Sharma, Brian Roach, David Pollard, and Mark Lozell taking you up till 2 p.m. this afternoon. Your call number is 603-883-9900. The Lovering Mitsubishi text line is 845-827-1250. Uh, what I want to do in this segment, guys, is talk about uh, Tom Brady. I don't know if you saw this, but he joined Peter King on a two-part podcast for MMQB this week. Uh, the two of them were up in Brady's ski cabin in Montana because he's fancy like that, guys. He goes up to Montana to ski.
2: Oh, you're fancy? Um, is that uh, fancy? That's,
1: you know, he like, I feel you know. like going to
2: the Alps is fancy. Going to Montana is like, oh... Yeah, that's but I mean, like, as
1: New Englanders, when I go skiing, I go to, like, you know, Sunapee. Or something.
2: Uh,
3: yeah, I thought Montana was flat. I
2: mean, right. I didn't know there
1: were mountains there. Uh, apparently, in Montana. there are mo- mountains in Montana, and that's where the Brady yes, family goes. Yes, I consider in it it fancy going bad. to,
2: like, uh, s- like, Switzerland. Well, yeah, maybe he's feeling oh, lazy. Man. Maybe
1: he didn't want to go international for this Montana. one. I mean, he could if he wanted to. But uh, it was actually a pretty cool podcast. During the podcast, Brady talked to Peter
2: King about a variety of things from the Super Bowl to how long he wants to play. I'm, I imagine them uh, sipping hot cocoa. Oh, I'm sure this. they were. Probably I mean, whiskey. But he talked about a lot of stuff. Do you stuff. think that he
3: calls it the Joe Montana ranch?
1: I was actually – I made a Joe Montana joke he about calls it the his Tom cabin Brady ranch the Brady day. Now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, this podcast, it was pretty fascinating stuff. If you haven't listened to it, I really strongly encourage you to check it out. There was one particular part of this podcast – that I really enjoyed. It was where Tom Brady talked about how he responded to the criticism from the media in the wake of the Deflategate controversy, and he gave us some insight into his mentality when he was fighting the four-game suspension. Listen to this.
4: When you play professional sports, you subject yourself to a lot of criticism. And after 17 years in the NFL, there's a lot of criticism. And I guess I started experiencing that in college. And uh, college wasn't an easy go for me, a lot of challenging experiences in college. But I guess the point is, is when you subject yourself to a lot of criticism, what I've learned for myself is I don't want to give my power away to other people by being, letting my own emotions be subjected to what their thoughts or opinions are. So if someone calls me something, that's their problem. It's not my problem. I'm not going to give away my power. You can call me an asshole and I'm going to smile at you probably because I'm not going to say, well, no, you're an asshole because that person is controlling me with what their thoughts and actions are. How can you go through life now at this point, 17 years being affected by everybody all the time with what someone says? But the difference in this particular
2: case is this wasn't somebody just calling you something. It was somebody taking you off the field. Yeah. Of doing what you love to do. Why have you not shown any sort of kind of fighting madness about this?
4: Well, what's the best way to fight? There's only one fight I can win, and that's how well I play. And that's the only one I can control. Because I tried to play for 18 months and it didn't work. So finally I said, you know, it's taken a lot, it's a lot of energy. You know, my team is going to go out and play great. I know they're going to. And when I come back, I'm going to do what I've always done. And why let anything get in the way of that?
1: Now, when I heard that, I got to say, that is the most candid and open I have ever heard Tom Brady in 17 years of watching interviews, press conferences, anything. I've never heard him talk so openly about anything. And, you know, I was actually surprised. I know it's Peter King, and I know he's actually known him for a very long time. And he, he, you know, they have a relationship. Yeah, he's comfortable with him. But I didn't expect him to open up that much about what he went through during Deflategate. And he talked about, you know, if someone's going to call me an a-hole, I'm not going to call you an a-hole back. I'm just going to smile at you and deal with it and move on. And then when he talked about how he kind of fought Deflategate for 18 months, he decided, you know, why why even bother at this point? Just, just take it and then don't let it bother me during the season because it's just going to bring my team down. I it, was pretty fascinated by it.
5: Yeah, it was a great interview, but... Um, when you look at you know, players in, in all sports, they either take criticism in a bad way or they take criticism as motivation. And I think Brady is just the ideal and ideological you know, person out there to really you know, put yourself in a position to not be vulnerable you know, with the media, with all the hype, you know, with all the criticism behind the deflate gate. And in the past. And so it takes a lot of guts, honestly, to put up with what he's been putting up with and not listening to it. Because when you like, when somebody tells you something, you want to listen to it. But when somebody tells you something that you don't want to listen to, it's hard not to. So there has to be a balance. And this player has it. Tom Brady just has a way to block out all the noise. And like you said, just perform.
3: This dude's going to be a lifestyle guru when he's done. (laughs) A motivational speaker? Absolutely. He's going to play until he's like 60. What are you talking about? He's gonna, yeah, whenever, he can do it he's whenever, when whenever he's done. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, qualify for AARP and he'll he continue done, doing it. <laughs> he's going to be a life coach of some sorts. Yeah, for, he will. For people who, uh, I don't know, have stressful jobs. Need you help. Know, yeah. that, you, uh, you know, pro athletes that fall under public scrutiny all
2: the time. To- Johnny Manziel. This guy, he's going to teach Johnny Manziel his ways. W- w-
3: now, uh, I'm sorry. I tuned out a little bit there. <laughs> but was this the clip where he says he's got the answer to all the tests?
1: Yeah, it was the entire podcast was like an hour and a half. But yeah, this was the podcast
3: where he said that. Okay, Tom Brady just came out and basically told the entire league, "I already know what you're gonna do." I, how often have you ever heard Tom Brady say anything like that? That I that I know. Well, what any defense could do to try the and stop me. Is-
2: know that because they play against but him.
3: But how often have you
1: heard
2: you, Tom Brady right, say You right. don't hear him say you it. Know that, like, he doesn't need to. Because he that's said it. in this
1: actually podcast. actually
3: bulletin board material. Right, he right. just said away to all the other 31 teams in the league,
2: do whatever you want. I already know what you're going to do. You can't stop me. The game has uh, it sped up for him during that stretch where he started to look old. And then he regrouped, and now he's starting to slow down for him again. And he has another—he has another prime of his career, which well, is incredible.
3: I just think the transparency in this case is awesome because yeah.
2: you, oh, yeah. you he's
1: don't usually
3: sheltered. He's very—he's right. very. He's very uh, uh, he
1: speaks behind a veil at his press conferences, yeah, right? You, you he don't never get really. He's
2: a Brady. He's very calculated he, he in his responses, like Bill Belichick he, wants him. Exactly, to <laughs> like
1: when he does other radio interviews, ex- excluding the one with Jim Gray that he does during Monday Night Football, because he gets pretty open in that one too. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, in his locker room interviews, in his weekly press conferences, he is very calculated in his responses. And I'm not saying he wasn't calculated in these ones, but he gave us more—more more than I'm used to hearing Tom Brady give us. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. And when he sa- when he says something like. I'm not going to let anyone take away my power, you know. And he goes through the diatribe of uh, how he goes about not being impacted by criticism. Uh, just goes out there and does what he does. Mm-hmm. He's not going to if so, basically if someone says Tom Brady you suck, he's not going to say anything back because that gives them the power. That gives them the control. They're now controlling him. That is some deep ass zen crap right there yeah absolutely and look yoga style kind of kind of stuff and so i've i've read a book recently um and i can't remember the author but it's called the zen of muhammad ali okay and that's sort of what this mindset reminds me of Uh, muhammad ali obviously totally different uh kind of athlete totally different with regards to the person he was and the society he lived in and the impact he had on society. But it was similar in that you can only control yourself and you can't allow other people to dictate what you act like or what you say. And if you do, then you are foregoing your power. To me, it seems like Tom Brady is right along that same line. And and it's got me thinking that the greatest of the greats, these athletes that soar above and beyond everyone else in their given sport, They've got this sort of mentality. Yeah, they do. That it- it's that it's my it's me controlling me and everything else is beyond my control. I can only do what I can do. And they used to call Phil Jackson the Zen master. Still call him that. Well,
5: no, Tom Brady's now the Zen <laughs> Master because he literally is a consummate professional in every way, shape, or form. It is beyond ridiculous when you have athletes that, you know, take take criticism and utilize it in the wrong way. You know, when somebody tells you you're bad at something, you want to be good at it. Like, for for example, like Charles Barkley calling out LeBron James. If I was LeBron, I would have been like... That's his opinion. I'm going to go do my thing.
3: Yeah. Instead, he, he lashes back about what, what the— uh, Right, and that shows a the, sign of weakness. What was it, rehab? Uh, Char- yeah, Charles Barkley. Yeah,
1: he, he had a lot of issues. Charles Barkley got a DUI. He spit on someone. That was a famous incident.
0: C- c- uh, if he's, you, he's if you're that.
3: LeBron, be above that. Yeah. yeah. Like, what a cheap shot. When when, uh, when Barkley is, is a guy that is now an analyst— and his job is to comment on current players in the NBA. Yeah. And you're LeBron James, the best player in the world. And you're still shaken enough by what a guy says that you have to bring up his past. Yeah. C- can you imagine? Like, what the hell, man? And that is the difference. That's really. what I'm saying. That's the difference right there between the greatest player in football right now and Tom Brady and the greatest player in the NBA and LeBron James. Currently,
5: not of all time, but currently. Is
3: that LeBron gets shaken by criticism. Yeah by the noise and can, Brady does not. Can you imagine if Charles Barkley
5: like commented to Tom Brady saying you're old, you're washed up? Trent Dilfer, for example. Okay, Trent Dilfer went off on Tom Brady, all right? What did Tom Brady do after the Kansas City Chiefs game? He
3: put him in his place. So he, yeah, and didn't say anything about he him either. Say he didn't anything. say anything. Trent Dilfer, that guy's washed up hack. But he never does- deserved to win a Super. And if he was asked about Trent Dilfer's comments, you know what he probably would have said? It's his opinion. Tre- Whatever. Trent Dilfer's got his own opinion. But uh, hey, I saw the guy play. He's a great quarterback, a great, a great winner, great champion. Won a Super Bowl. You know, you got to be doing something right. It would have been some diatribe like that. I mean, sure. how often do we hear Tom Brady compliment other players?
5: But he doesn't talk about that stuff, though. He just. Acts it. He he goes out and plays. He performs, and, and that's a, that is honestly the difference when it comes to athletes these days. Professional athletes have to do their job and block out the noise. Journalists, analysts—they have a job. Their job is to criticize and com- comment on different things that are happening within noise. the events to create noise. Yeah. Exactly. So sometimes it's just an act on our part.
3: Yeah. But right? see, uh, the the thing with Brady, this isn't an act. No. And maybe it used to be, but it's not anymore. And this is why I'm saying he's going to be a life coach when he's done with this. He's going to be a lifestyle guru because you hear him say that. And that's not just Brady, you know, spitballing. He's trained his mind it's to him. work like that. Yeah. And he's and when he's all done, this is what he's going to do. He's going to try and train other people's minds to work the way his does. He's going to try and create a little a uh, uh, whole uh, race of Brady's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's going to be his thing <laughs> the Brady bunch. at the TB12 that's... facility. It's going to be about body and mind and taking care of both of them. And and I'm telling you, when you hear that sort of answer, that's some stuff that Brady has learned over the course of the years and, and probably read about and has been taught. And he's he's trained his brain to sure. think this way. It's not an act. Now his brain functions like this. Yeah. So uh, so and we that's all know, we all know the be. power of the human brain and we don't utilize all of it but I mean this guy has has taken advantage of the fact that you can train your brain a little bit and that is what zen is all about really when you when you think about it and it's sort of weird to even bring up like that he could be a zen master but that's basically what Brady is. Yes. He is a zen master. R.I.P. Phil Jackson <laughs> move in Tom <laughs> well, Brady. Really. He is somehow oh, no, yeah. he is <laughs> somehow made it so that he he is He's unflappable. He's unshakable. So, We've said it before. He's trained his brain to think this way. So and, then, and I think that's what he's going to do as a career
1: afterwards. So, do you really think that Deflategate had no impact on him mentally whatsoever? I find that I, uh, part of no. Little I hard think it, uh, but I
3: think it drove him. I'm not saying it didn't affect him, but I, I, it didn't negatively affect him. Most people would be negatively affected by that. With and all that's the, the with all the stuff that people yeah. said about Brady, calling him a cheater, saying his legacy was. Tainted to go out there and just, uh, you know what? Screw you guys. I can't control what you say. I can control what I do. So I'm going to go out and win another Super Bowl. Yeah. That's the way the guy's mind works. Down by 25 in the fourth quarter, you know what? Uh, People saying he got lucky. I can't control that the other team screwed up. I can't control what the other team does. I can't control what people say. All I can do is go out there and try and come back. And, And Ashish, if you think that
5: Brady was somehow, you know, Disrupted by it, wouldn't he have come out and said something? He didn't say a word no, about. You the know what? It. Even
1: if he was, he wouldn't have said anything because we've we know this about Tom Brady. Well, no we no just matter heard why. But that's my that's but, we just heard
3: why he's not going to give that power to other people. Exactly. Right. right. And again, and maybe, Roger hey, Goodell,
1: listen. Maybe behind closed doors, he's still human. Maybe behind closed doors, he does. But to the yeah. media, he's not going to vent.
3: <laughs> maybe there's a uh, one of those rooms at uh, the soundproof room. At the TB12 facility, where he just, you know, every week on like Monday morning before he shows up to <laughs> practice, he just goes into the room and screams. sweats out a good Monday morning scream lungs therapy about everything that's uh, that's ailing him. Well, you I'm know? not, I'm not
5: gonna lie. As good as that interview was, though, I mean deep breathing and there was a lot of echoes there's probably empty room and, and the, the reason why i bring that up is because you ever see like a movie where like you know some like the zen master or you know the the masterminds talking to you know the the uh, amateur sure, like the karate a, kid. karate kid yeah, yeah mr miyagi right? well i i feel like you know uh uh mr miyagi is tom brady and the karate kids peter king <laughs> just just the way that he was talking what? to him peter let me tell you
1: he was on another zen.
3: level <laughs> seriously and and he is he's uh, he's on another level in terms of the way that and his brain facets. functions it's ridiculous you know so he's with peter king you know uh, i can't give power back to other people that's my power i'm not going to give that to you. other people say and do whatever they please i'm in control of what i can do it's an individual and power he, and then he walks into the tb12 facility on monday morning no! No! Roger!
5: Roger! <laughs> Bill, why don't you say anything to the
3: media? Just let's out. <laughs> A huge scream comes back out. Hey, everyone, today we're going to work on meditation <laughs> <laughs> and mind focus. And <laughs> I, you know, I
1: got to say, like...
5: Maybe Giselle helps maybe, him out, too. I, I'm sure, I'm sure. Giselle I mean, you must know what?
3: take she the brunt of it. I, I was going
1: to say, you. he probably vents to her more than anyone. I A lot and of sex. And I think... <laughs> no, <laughs> you gotta, hey, when you you you're gotta married gotta to Giselle, man, somehow, right? you got to. Like, hey, why not? How do you get in here? Take,
6: take
1: advantage <laughs> of that, absolutely. But the thing is, you know, when you look at Tom Brady and the fact that he's just so mentally strong, I think that's actually helped... Like extend his career, yeah. Because yeah, the ones that stick around in professional sports are, mentally are the strong. mentally strong players. Mm-hmm. So it's not yep. all about physical ability. Last last week we were talking about you know a, a player versus an athlete. There's a difference. You know you can be a great athlete like Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick and achieve nothing in the NFL. Well, right? I- I'll right? also so, say so. I think that's what makes Brady so great. Is yeah, I mean he has a few, you know, of of the measurables in the sense that he's got a good arm, he's got good pocket presence, he's got some intangibles, but the mental strength is what allows him to keep going.
5: Yeah. Yeah, and I'll compare that to to Brett Favre. When Brett Favre's career was was almost done, you know, a lot of people were saying he's done. He he can't do it anymore, right? Yeah. And he listened to them because he, his performance actually showed on the field. Like, he
3: he was bad. Well, he let his body and his mind go. By the end of his career, he was drinking beers, eating and chicken sending wings. Sending questionable and, pictures. And uh, sending inappropriate <laughs> pictures <laughs> of but his my, wang to unsuspecting people. So, like, but my point is, at the tail end of his career.
5: But my point is, there's a drive in everybody, right? But it's how you utilize the drive to get to your initial, you know, finish line. So, I mean, Brady doesn't have a finish line right now. And... It, if he does, it's three, four years down the road. Maybe even longer than that, according to him in this podcast. But the reason why is because of his mental state. Because <laughs> if he thought about it every day, saying, wow, the de- de- deflate uh, saga, you know, I'm not performing as good. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm thinking too much. This guy has a clean brain.
3: Yeah. He doesn't think of any of that crap. Right. Except for Monday mornings. Yep. The TB12 facility. <laughs> Deflate these nuts, Roger! Roger! Deflate these nuts!
1: <laughs> all right, 603-883-9900. Speaking of Tom Brady, we're going to do something <laughs> a little fun in the next segment. By now, you probably know that Hollywood is coming out with a Tom Brady movie in the near future. So we're going to cast that movie after this. It's the Sports Blast on ESPN, Deflate New Hampshire. These nuts!
0: He worked out early, practiced late, and studied well into the night. The next day, he did it all over again.
2: She missed time hanging out and socializing with friends so she could make it on time to practices and games.
0: He became a top student and a confident leader, even as he helped his team win back-to-back conference titles. She became a role model in her community, even
2: as she led her team to an undefeated season.
0: And when they finished playing high school sports, what did they do next?
2: She graduated from college with honors and went to work for a successful company.
0: He attended graduate school and became a difference maker in his community.
2: Because that's what student-athletes in New Hampshire do. They use the skills they develop playing high school sports today
0: to do even bigger things in life tomorrow.
6: High school sports.
0: A winning part of a complete education.
6: This message presented by the New Hampshire Interscholastic Athletic Association and the New Hampshire Athletic Directors Association. Did you hear? U.S. savings bonds have gone electronic. Now you can purchase them from the convenience of your own home through TreasuryDirect.gov, a safe and secure website operated by the U.S. Department of the Treasury. No more extra trips to the bank. No more paper bonds to keep track of. Instead, you can open a free TreasuryDirect account and buy and manage your electronic savings bonds online, anytime, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. U.S. Savings Bonds are an affordable and smart choice for many Americans. For as little as $25, you can buy a U.S. Savings Bond for yourself or a loved one. Savings Bonds are safe investments. Whether your goal is to retire comfortably, pay for a college education, or protect yourself and your family from the unexpected, it's always a good time to save for the future. Visit www.treasurydirect.gov to buy an electronic savings bond today.
0: Sergeant R.J. Anderson's dream was to take to the skies. I've always wanted to be a soldier, but my ultimate goal was to be a pilot. I think I was meant to, to fly. I had just applied to be a part of the 160th SOAR Regiment, and I was going to airborne school that next Monday. So I decided to go on a motorcycle ride with my buddies. We were going through a turn, and that's all I remember. That's the day everything changed. I was told by the doctor that I would never walk again. Thanks to Paralyzed Veterans of America, competing in adaptive sports lit my fire again. They help you transition for the rest of your life to that individual that you want to be. Sports like hand cycling really pushes you to to find who you are in that redefining moment after injury. With PVA sports, I've, I've found my freedom. Now, when I think about my future, the possibilities are endless. For more information, visit pva.org, a public
6: service of paralyzed veterans of America. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update.
3: The NBA has reached the all-star break. The festivities kicked off last night. Team USA took on Team World, and it was Team World who came out victorious over Team USA, 150-141. to Isaiah Thomas and Brad Stevens representing the Celtics this weekend. The skills competition and dunk contest is tonight. That kicks off at 8 o'clock. The all-star game will be tomorrow, tip-off, also at 8 o'clock. Patriots tight end coach Brian Doble is reportedly leaving the team. He will become the offensive coordinator of Alabama under Nick Saban. Doble spent the past three years with the Pats. In other Patriots news, Wide receiver Michael Floyd began his 24-day prison sentence after pleading guilty to extreme DUI. Meanwhile, Darrell Rivas has been released from police custody after turning himself in for an altercation that took place in Pittsburgh last Thursday. He'll have a preliminary court hearing next Thursday, and the Bruins will look to keep things rolling following their bye week. The Bees have won three straight and six of their last eight. They return to action tomorrow. They'll be in San Jose to take on the Sharks. Faceoff is at 8.30. This Sports Center update is brought to you by Nashua Silver Knights. For tickets, visit nashuasilvernights.com. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now.
1: The Sports Blast.
4: I tried to play for 18 months and it didn't work. So finally I said, you know, it's taken a lot. It's a lot of energy you know, my team is going to go out and play great. I know they're going to. And when I come back, I'm going to do what I've always done. And why let anything get in the way of that? All right. I've been
1: looking forward to this segment pretty much since uh, we got here today. Oh, uh, yeah. And now, last now, week. Yeah. By now, you guys know that there are three projects in the works uh, for the New England Patriots in terms of Hollywood. There's going to be uh, a movie about Super Bowl 51 as well as the uh, events of Deflategate. It's mm-hmm. by the makers of Patriot's Day and The Fighter. They're developing a screenplay for that. Insane. Uh, Malcolm Butler is also getting his own movie called The Secondary. It mm-hmm. focuses on his life when he was playing college ball at West Alabama, yeah. when he was working at Popeyes, just trying to make the pros.
5: Is that going to be like a documentary? Or is that I, gonna no, be I like think a it's going to be a film. feature film. Really? And it's going to go
1: from his college days, working at Popeyes, you know, playing for West Alabama, going undrafted, and then becoming a Super Bowl hero. That's what I heard. I, I In Initially, like you, Mark, I thought it was a documentary.
5: I, I think it would be better that way, but
1: all right. But we'll see uh, what, hey, you know what, what, what? I'll take a feature film there. Yeah. And now, this is my this might be my favorite one, actually. It's being reported that Bill Belichick, of all people, is going to narrate a documentary uh, called D-Day over Normandy. So it's a World War II thing. So yeah, I mean... This caught me a little bit by surprise in the sense that he's narrating something, but he has a lot of respect for the military. I mean, his yeah. dad coached football at the U.S. Naval Academy. He's always expressed an interest in the military and, and sort of an appreciation for people in the military. But that one did catch me a little bit by surprise. I mean, Bill Belichick narrating something, <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, it, it's going to be a bunch of that.
2: Be- <laughs> no, they'll, they'll have to cut
3: out all the snorts and it's sniffles. Possible.
2: I mean, but I think it would be hard to, you know, realistically to do that.
3: Yeah. It hey, will it yeah. Bill. Take, will it, will it? Taking taking the beach, Bill. What do you think about that? We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. We're on to Normandy. <laughs> Wrong location. <laughs> so I like. I, I understand that. Listen, he loves the military. He always talks about it. But Bill Belichick narrating a documentary just it, hilarious. It, it makes me laugh.
3: And I and look D Day Normandy. It's not a laughing matter. No, obviously, no. no he's tragic, actually got a great voice for something like this because it's serious stuff. You know, <laughs> like so. I think he'll actually do a good job with it. I certainly hope so. We'll see, but he's not hey, going to you know, talk the way he talks at press conferences. You know, he, yeah, he, he does. He does exclaim a little bit more. But it's going to be like un- a documentary style. But it's going unner- to be unnerving hearing him
1: talk like that, though. You know what I mean? It's just it's different. It's weird. You know, no days off. A- be interesting. No days off. <laughs> <all. laughs> So here, here's what I really want to do in this. I mean, I want to get back to uh, this Super Bowl 51 slash Deflategate movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, This is going to be a feature film. Again, it's by the guys who uh, made The Fighter and <laughs> Patriots Day. How are they doing? We are going to cast the movie. This is All right, good. this is going to be yes. a lot fun. So let's yes. basically, I think, I believe all of us have come up with um, who we want playing dif- uh, certain roles, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So yep. let's just go in order. We'll just go me, Dave, Mark, Brian. We'll go around the room yep. and we'll just see who has the best suggestion for each guy. Okay. So let's start right Right at the top in the NFL, Roger Goodell. Look, I I picked Luke Wilson simply because he already portrayed him in concussion. But he's a
3: terrible actor. He's he's a terrible actor, but he already has the experience having already played him. But he did a bad job. So yeah. so the next, so the next uh, movie <laughs> producer is not going to hire him again.: No, he's done with that.: because, it, because they already have the sample of him playing Goodell, and they're going to go, nah, we nah. need another guy. Okay, this guy's Dave saved do, do you have a better suggestion for Roger Goodell?: I think I, I'm split between two on this, all right? In most of my choices, I got one guy, but this is one. I got two down. So Sean Penn? Ooh Or Liam Neeson. I think could I don't know pull if this off. Nathan could do it. He sounds he sounds too Scottish or Irish. Hey, yeah, he You're does but, but he's an, an actor. actor.
5: <laughs> okay, oh, he's an actor. It. I like Sean Penn. <laughs> Like I Tom will,
1: Brady, I'm suspending you for I four games. I will find you.
5: you
3: know? I will suspend you <laughs> I will for four you. games, <laughs> and I will kill you. <laughs> uh, Sean Penn. Sean Penn's a little old though. Like Sean Penn's like sixty five. Yeah, right? but you, it's makeup, man. It's colors, movies. Hair. It's yeah. movies. And Sean Penn is a great actor. Sean so. Sean's yeah, but Sean Penn's a little wirier though. Uh, like, but stop. but you have to gain weight. You gain weight. You put some makeup on him, and Sean Penn has the acting range to be able to pull off Goodell.
1: Yeah, he does. He's okay, a good, good actor. actor. He's, he's fifty six. I'm sorry, he's not sixty five. He's not even that
5: old. Yeah, he's not that
1: old. Um, All right, what about you, Mark? Roger Goodell. Yeah, so Roger Goodell, I got uh, Kevin Spacey. that, you know what? One. I would have expected Kevin Spacey for Belichick, I, and I'll save it. But I would have expected someone to say K. Spa for Belichick because I can mm. totally see. I love Kevin Spacey as an actor.
5: Yeah, but I, I, would, I, I wouldn't have expected him for Goodell though. Yeah, but he has that evil behind. You ever he see does. House of Cards? He man? Does yeah. I mean, he's very sly with what he does. I, I really like
3: this. Oh, he's you know, got coming a good good voice. into this, he's got the good voice. I I agree. For him too, I agree. He could
1: totally do it. But coming into this, I had a feeling in my gut that someone was going to say Kevin Spacey, but I thought it was going to be for Belichick. Tom Brady. But I like don't want.
2: Want to pick a battle? You know you're gonna lose. <laughs> so uh, I was looking at people that look like Roger Goodell. Not more the acting part of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, because so... he doesn't. Talk that good on press conferences right. and stuff like that. You made the first
3: mistake of Hollywood producing, Brian, just finding a guy that looks
2: like a guy. <laughs> uh, Ernie Els looks like him. Though. Ernie Els isn't
3: even has. an actor. Ernie
2: so
1: what? what? Let's <laughs> cast a golfer to <laughs> play Roger <laughs> Goodell? Or the guy who <laughs> plays. So although, some let me just say that Ernie Els, Brian's right. Ernie Els does look like a doppelganger of,
2: <laughs> sure. of Roger Goodell, but he's
3: not an actor. <laughs> so t- Sean so g- Spicer yeah. looks like uh, looks like Goodell, too. I'm not going to pick him, though.
2: Right. And also, or the guy who played Principal Ed Rooney in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's so
3: old now, though. <laughs> Wait,
1: yeah. I forget He's his like, name too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know the guy's Not name. Not Gary but Cole. His... No,
3: that was no.
1: Gary no Cole. I, I don't know that actor's name. But you're the, the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What we about, about uh,
5: Shur- Jeffrey Jones? What about Shooter McGavin? Oh, from uh,
1: Shooter McGavin,
3: he does kind of look like him. No, you <laughs> get him to play Jack Del Rio. I call Jack Del Rio Shooter Sh- McGavin. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one, Actually, I like that. Uh, we'd have to find a way to insert him into the deflate gate movie. Just say, though.
1: hey, for no reason whatsoever. Here's Jack Del Rio.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. Who's who's next? <laughs>
1: All right, let's go next year. Tom Brady. I have like Dave. I have two guys for this I one. Like you too. do. I. It's either it's <laughs> good good, for dude. me. It comes down to Chris Pine or Aaron Eckhart. Really?
3: Wow. Aaron Eckhart uh, has sort of an old man look about him, well, right? get
1: yeah, yeah. hey, hey, makeup, right? And we were talking about you
3: know well, Roger yeah. Goodell and Kevin Spacey yeah, being a little too is, old. Yeah, uh, but Goodell is Goodell is old already. You can make a really old person look a little younger. It's tough to make like an old man look, uh, you know. Aaron young. Eckhart's not 48. You know what? Brady's old too. He just yeah. doesn't look
5: old. But guys, remember that like. They don't have to look like them. True. They just kind they of just have
3: it. to be yeah, good we'll actors. Act You're what, right. do I, what do you think? I for like Aaron Eckhart, honestly. Yeah. That's a or good Chris choice. Or Chris Pine. Chris Pine looks like he could be Now, see, I had Jake Gyllenhaal uh, oh, that's uh, oh. mine as, one, as one here, but I actually think Timothy Oliphant, you know him? Yes, I know Timothy, from Justified. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Timothy Oliphant.
5: What else is he in? He's in.
3: He's the bad Hard guy in Die Hard 4. Yeah. He's the
1: guy that gets shot when Bruce Willis yeah, shoots yeah, yeah. himself in the shoulder. He's in some he's, he's good in the, stuff. He's honestly. in The Office. He makes a cameo. He's the guy that dated Pam once but then didn't call her back. But, mm.
5: but here's my problem with him being Tom Brady. Yeah. Is Tom Brady's going to take a, a huge role. In this movie, does does
3: he fulfill that? I think he does. I he does. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good Oliphant. actor. font's okay. like a dark horse candidate to play Tom Brady. I well, like that. I think he's That's got. He's sort of got the look, and then he's got the intensity. They're like, I know he can do the intensity because of Justified. A good I don't looking know guy like Brady, it, but, so I could totally yeah. see that. Yeah, and, and he's got like the height too. So he's a, he's a tall, lankier dude who's a pretty solid actor, and I think he could pull off the intensity.
5: Okay. Yeah. So
3: it, it seems like
5: everybody's kind of going like the acting, acting, uh, action side of things. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Ryan Reynolds. I, uh, I have him as one of mine. I, I, as I, one th- of mine, but not for Brady. He could pull that off. I, I think Ryan Reynolds will be good, and there's a connection at the end. I'm not gonna give it away, but okay. there's a reason why I picked Ryan Reynolds. And uh, I
1: have I have Ryan Reynolds on this list, but not
2: for yeah. Tom Brady. Okay. Taylor uh, Kitsch. I, I oh, Taylor Kitsch! Yeah. Uh, Taylor Kitch, hes, he's <laughs> for um, Brady. You're yeah. not gonna yeah. get—you're
3: not gonna get like a recognizable household name.
2: Well, for Brady? Uh, I was—well, uh, he's in *Lone Jake Survivor*. Jake Gyllenhaal was my other option, but Taylor Kitsch—I okay. I think would Wait, be *Lone Survivor*. Who's, he's, uh, which he's, one is he?
1: He's the, i was gonna say the Michael with Murphy, a beard,
2: but they all have beards. <laughs> he's Michael Murphy. In the movie. Well, that doesn't help. So he, he, hes Murphy? basically
3: the guy who's not Mark Wahlberg or Emil Hirsch. Right. Yes. Okay. I know. I know who you're talking about.
2: He also played... Uh, he's
3: actually a really good actor. He's an X-Men. Was he an Alpha Dog? By any chance? Yeah, yeah, with yes, Justin Timberlake. He okay, okay, he's actually right? a phenomenal also in that. Friday Night Lights. Here, I, I, pulled I, a, up, I pulled up brilliant. a picture. I, actually, I, retract I, actually, I retract my statement, I pulled up a picture Ryan. for Dave to look at. That's, he's a, good that guy. He's that's a good choice. Yeah, no, wait, that's a good choice. No, bad. wait, that's not the guy I was thinking of. Oh,
1: you're thinking of Ben Foster, I think.
3: Yes, Ben Foster, great actor.
1: No, yeah. this is Taylor Kitsch. He was uh Taylor uh, Hitch. Bad actor. I don't know Taylor Kitsch from was else. He was in the X-Men Wolverine origin movie, right? He was... Gambit. Not not big on X Men. No idea. You're not an X Men fan? Nah.
3: I like X Men. I just don't know. Uh, I haven't seen all of them. There's like 50 X Men movies.
4: Uh, I like
1: this next one. All right, let's go on. Robert Kraft, guys. William Shatner. Okay, to me, this one's obvious. Same body type, same appearance as Kraft. Who else can you cast than William (laughs) Shatner for Robert Kraft? Oh, I
5: I got one for you, but I'll let Dave go.
3: (laughs)
1: <laughs> William Shatner By the way, oh Shatner's the youngest I was telling Dave He's the like youngest looking 85 year old I've ever seen in my life I mean, the guy's turning 86 next month And he looks like he's in his mid-60s we He looks younger
3: than Kraft be propelled to a <laughs> Super Bowl this year I don't want to Scotty, beat me up Here we I, go <laughs> I don't want to surrender I knew, I knew you'd make a
1: Star Trek joke I was expecting the Star Trek jokes But I mean, he does look like Kraft But
3: his voice is like too strong you yeah. need some. You need like a waiver. Robert De Niro. Sort of voice. No, that's no, what no, I was thinking. Hold on, De Niro's on. a good choice. Actually, he's getting up there. I I went Christopher Plummer.
5: Oh, Because he's a good actually
3: like he's yeah. old. He is actually old.
5: Yeah, I got an old guy too. <laughs> um, what uh, What movie is Christopher Plummer in?
3: Uh, Christopher Plummer. Do you do off a lot? Top of my head. Shows? He's, he's in uh, Inside Man. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, he was the With guy Denzel who Washington? owned the bank. Yeah. 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 He was the guy who was the bank owner. He's had okay. a ton of movies. I just can't think off the top of my head of anything else. <laughs>
5: you guys want to know mine? Yeah. Dick Van Dyke.
3: Ooh, good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. Wow. He kind of <laughs> like looks like him ones. too Yeah. Dick Van Dyke, huh? Dick. And Brian, yours was De Niro? Yeah. All right.
1: Nice. All righty. Let's move on. Uh, on this list, we have. Oh, God, I just lost my list. Sorry. Belichick. Bill Belichick. This one was tough for me. and it's I really you know, hard. Now, I was thinking Kevin Spacey for Belichick. I know you said him for crap or for uh, Goodell, Mark. Um, but I was thinking maybe Kurtwood Smith. You guys remember Red Foreman, that yeah. 70s show? Yeah. If they gave him a little bit of a, you know, he's bald. So if they give him a hairpiece, maybe i him <laughs> give him some weight. He's got the deadpan look that you need. Right? He's got the deadpan, doesn't give a crap type look. And I think he could be a good Belichick. Kirkwood Smith, yeah. Kirkwood Smith, I should say. Red Foreman from that '70s show is Bill Belichick.
3: Yeah, I think uh, that's not bad. Uh, he gets asked a question like, "What What was your success on, the road? <laughs> <laughs> on the road to the Super Bowl?" <laughs> well, uh, I think that uh, my foot's actually on a road to your ass right now. <laughs> Damn it, Eric! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill Belichick. I actually, I actually have Nick Offerman. Nick you know who Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman is? Yeah. I don't see him as a. No, Belichick. I couldn't see that. Think either. of his face. Though. you don't have to shave the mustache. Picture obviously. yes, picture his face though. Okay. But I can't picture his face without the mustache.
5: No, but picture gotta his gotta face. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do it without.
3: You gotta do it without. And he's got the voice for it. His voice is deep oh, enough to pull off Bill Belichick. He
1: certainly has the voice, and he can see because he's like another king of deadpan. You need a deadpan right. actor.
3: Right. So and Nick So So I think would he's work. actually perfect for Belichick because he is so deadpan got the voice for it and he's actually a pretty good actor on top of it when you consider
5: um for this one r.i.p robin williams i really would want him to be Uh, bill belichick he could probably do it that'll be one heck of a one um (laughs) (laughs) but but i'll give you one
3: i would love that i'll give you one steve carell Ooh. Uh, that's a I good one, neurotic. although I feel like he's a little too neurotic. He's
5: too neurotic, but yeah. he does play like although
3: so would Robin he, Williams have, a
5: bit. But you ever see like um what is it? Love um Actually. No, no, not Love Actually. Simply It's the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Ooh Ryan no, Ryan Gosling. The one with Ryan Gosling.
3: I can't I remember the name. I know I know no what one when you're Silly, talking about. Silly stupid love.
5: Yeah, or simply, I, uh, what is it, Stupid Love? Something like that. Some It's like Crazy Stupid like Love. Crazy, yeah, stupid, crazy love. stupid Love. Yeah, he's a
3: good actor.
5: But no, he plays like a different role. Yeah. So he, it's all comedy, like 40-year-old virgin right. and stuff like that. Right. I, I think he could switch to role think he could pull and it just be quiet. Just shut his mouth oh, and man. just. Now,
3: now you got me just wishing that Robin Williams was still around to play Bill Belichick. I know. And we're going
2: to go to the Super Bowl <laughs> <end>. <laughs> all Right, Brian, do you have we're a. We're going Super Bowl. End of story. <laughs> do you have a Belichick? So I was thinking what Belichick looks like. You know he's Oh my, so again what he looks like? <laughs> <laughs> I do look alike, okay? That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh you know Emperor uh, Palpatine from Star Wars? Yes. Uh, that so guy? Palpatine <laughs> from Star Wars?! <laughs> That's your Belichick?! No, you hold on. know on. that guy has a bunch of
3: makeup on. Yes, yeah. I know. Yeah. He would have that <laughs> makeup
2: on <laughs> in the movie. Oh, um, man. But, but it would not be the original actor in the original movies because he is dead. Who do you want from Belichick, yeah. Darth Sidious? <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Gun to the dark side. I'm sorry. That's just the funniest thing I'm gonna hear this week. That's
3: that is great. so funny. Oh my god, I love that. No. That's a okay. great choice as well as Robin Williams. Okay, I, I would have absolutely loved that. All right. Oh, there's deflated balls. <laughs> I don't think so. These balls have full air in them. Ooh, we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, we're on to Cincinnati, huh? Come to the Patriots. Join
1: the dark side. <laughs> okay, guys, we gotta power through these next few. Uh, Gronk. I'm going himself. I don't know if there's anyone in Hollywood that can currently he can't play, play himself. He can can't hey, do it. Poppy played himself in Patriots now. He would
3: mess that up so okay, badly. I knew, yeah. I
1: knew you guys would get mad at me for picking Gronk Just leave Brady in. So here, here's the thing. What if we get in a time machine, go back 30
3: years, and no. get Dolph Lundgren? We can't do that.
1: Dolph Lundgren. <laughs>
3: Dolph Lundgren. Dude, no, we've got a perfect uh, yeah, we uh, got jacked up yeah. idiot yep. in Hollywood yep. who can play this role. Channing Tatum. I don't yeah. see Channing Tatum. Dude, as, have you yep. seen... Uh, I don't think jacked w- enough to be Gronk, Have though. you seen the 21 Jump Street remake? Uh, he le- yeah, plays a, fun, a yeah. he plays a perfect he's idiot. A meathead. He's a-, a meathead, and the ladies love him. Yeah, he's he's uh, dude. He's uh, he is Gronk. Magic Gronk. He Met. even played football in that sequel. Yeah. The sequel sucked, Actually, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, he did. Oh, he's he's fine. He could play Gronk. At the end the
5: original, he played football, didn't he? I don't know. He doesn't have
3: okay, a big whatever. enough. Doesn't <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> have a big enough head. Yeah.
5: But as Gronk, like Rock's got a big head. Oh, he could pull up. Are you but, also going Channing Tatum? Oh uh, yeah, Channing Tatum. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Channing He's Tatum like is like the, the only one I can even think
2: of. Yeah, me Na- too. Uh, Nathan Fillion.
3: Oh, he's, my, way he's way too old, dude. Way too old. He's like 55, and he's but, fat But, you, <laughs> know what, but today. you know what?
1: You know what? I know why Brian's saying Nathan Fillion. Because he looks like him. Have you guys seen Saving Private Ryan? The, the first Ryan that they get, and Tom Hanks says, your brother's dead, and he's just like, no, my brother's in elementary school. Yeah,
3: Nathan Fillion. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, no, no. But in that scene, though, I know it's Nathan Fillion. I'm just saying, in that scene, he resembles Gronk quite a bit. In yeah, that scene in, I, I guess uh, kind of. I mean, he really does. Go back and watch man, Saving Private Ryan and maybe, watch that scene. He looks exactly I was, I like, like, like uh, movie.
3: when Firefly was being made. No, like, I'm not talking about Nathan Fillion from like, Castle like or from
1: Firefly. Ago. I'm talking about Nathan Fillion from that scene in Saving Private Ryan. Looks exactly like Gronk. All right, you know? so I, was, I see that it. That was also
3: it. 20 years ago. I can't see it. Okay, if, uh, wait. <laughs> if you
1: can go back 20 years, then I can get Dolph Lundgren. I can get I can get Ivan Drago from Rocky IV and make him look like Gronk. If you can get Nathan Fillion, Brian. No. I think that would be a perfect casting for Gronk. <laughs> right, Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. Uh, I said I had Ryan Reynolds earlier. Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling? Too, Pick tall. One. Pick too, one. Tall. too tall. Too tall. Way too tall. Yeah. What about Gosling, Ben? He's a little
2: shorter.
3: Yeah, Gosling mm, maybe. Yeah. But Ryan Reynolds has he the looks, Julian Edelman face. He looks more face. like uh, Amandola.
2: I was looking yeah, Wahlberg true, for uh, Amendola.
3: Wahlberg, Wahlberg for Amendola. No, Casey oh. Affleck for you know, Danny Amendola. You know, you know
1: Mark Ooh, Wahlberg's going to want to play like any random oh, well, role. That was like, wasn't even yeah. included. He's going to be James White.
3: Just because. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julian Edelman, I got Taron Egerton playing Julian Edelman. He's Ooh. short enough to do it. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, on the rise as an actor. I think he'd do uh, a pretty good job. He's just got to grow a beard. You remember Taron Egerton from uh, Kingsman. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. The main character is yes. Kingsman. Yeah. He's just gotta work on the uh American accent.
5: Um I got Chris Evans. Um he he's from Captain America. He might be a little yeah. too tall. Little okay, too tall, I know what yeah. you're talking about. But it. I mean he played in uh not another team movie where he, he hm. was the quarterback and he kept throwing Back the ball. When he was a kid? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, yeah Chris Evans. I didn't pick anyone. <laughs> For Julian, <laughs> For Julian, Edelman? Julian. Yeah.
3: All right. Uh, do we have to power through
1: no, the rest of this I year? No, I feel
2: like we shouldn't. We don't really have. Much what do we got time? on the? All right, we got right, right. The rapid next, fire, rapid fire. What what we got in, on the in,
1: next segment. In one anyway? and a half. Wait, if you, we can do this in one and a half minutes, we're just gonna quickly power through without talking about All right, them. Let's do it. I'm just gonna say just a name. skip me because I don't Man. have anything. All right, fine. Jim McNally. I'm going John Goodman because we know he's a big guy. Ooh, Jonah
5: Hill. Uh, Seth Rogen.
1: All right, John Jastrzemski, J.J. A.K.A. Dorito Dink. Who the hell knows? James Franco. I don't know what this guy
5: looks Dean like. Dean Winters. Jonah Hill. All right, Josh
3: McDaniels. <laughs> <again>? <laughs> you picked Jonah Hill. All
5: right, no, I. I'm Seth Rogen, then Gen- Jonah Hill.
3: Oh, I All see. Right.
5: I, I see what you're
3: getting. All right, there. final few here: Josh McDaniels, Jason Biggs from American Pie. Ooh, he does kind of look like him. Dominic Purcell. Jeremy Piven. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Piven's a good that's one. That's a good one. I like Jeremy Piven. <laughs> I think you can pull that off. Matt yeah, Patricia,
1: good. Seth Rogen, grow out the beard, and you uh, have Matt Patricia. <laughs> Except
3: for that <laughs> laugh. Uh, jo- yes. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix, have him gain 50 pounds and grow that beard back. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Zach Galifianakis. Giselle. Boom,
5: that's a good one. Too. Giselle.
3: Sofia Vergara. Uh, Jennifer Conley.
5: Blake Lively. How about sell
3: herself? Yeah, she's Giselle. an actress. She's it a model. Yeah, there you I go. W- I want to add Malcolm Butler since he's getting the movie. Michael made.
1: B.
2: Jordan.
3: Ah, you took it. Oh, oh, wow. Michael, yeah. Michael B. Jordan's like the he's he's the only got to play him right now. Hey, you he's know what? He's the
2: plays best actors out Creed's there. Son. Okay, so James White has a crucial role. Why is he not in this movie? Ah, uh, yeah, that's he a is good in the movie.
1: We
3: just
2: we
1: just ran do out time. Mark Wahlberg. No, already Mark Wahlberg. Already. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I feel like that. Kevin Hart.
3: Kevin Hart. As James Kevin White? Hardy. No, he's be because he's small enough, yeah. right? He's short enough to play James White. That kind of makes sense to me, actually. And just
1: you know, and I was just telling Brian just two minutes ago, Mark Wahlberg is going to do everything he can to be in this movie, so just give him some random roles of Patriots. And, and the reason the reason why yeah. I went Cyrus Blake, Jones, the reason why I went
5: Blake Lively with Giselle I is like because Ryan Reynolds is married to yeah Blake Lively. All right,
3: Interesting. Oh, yeah. Interesting. But, but that could ruin Tom them, Brady too, right? and Giselle. Actors and actresses working on a movie together, that could ruin their relationship. They've done plenty of movies together. Yeah. Have they? Yeah. Yes. yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, they have. they have. They have done some.
3: All
5: right, we are way, <laughs> over.
1: We
2: are <laughs> we way I'll, over. I'll over have, over have over. a list
1: for you. We got to go to break. We can come back and, and look at that list. All right, 603-883-9900. This is the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire. Don't go anywhere.
6: 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN.
3: Pats Peak Ski Area, a great family-friendly mountain with
5: something for everyone, including day and night skiing, snowboarding, snow tubing, and a special
2: pop. Pay one price program on Saturday nights. Head to Pats Peak on Saturday nights for one low price from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. for skiing, snowboarding, tubing, rentals,
5: lesson tips, and entertainment. Pats Peak is one of the largest night skiing areas in all of northern New England and one of New Hampshire's most accessible learn to ski and snowboard mountains. Bring your family and your friends. Whatever your age or ability level, you'll love Pat's Peak. For the latest info, go to pattspeak.com. That's pattspeak.com. Pat's Peak Ski Area in Henneker,
2: New Hampshire.
6: Pat's Peak, Southern New Hampshire's premier ski and snowboard mountain, is 100% open with day and night skiing and riding. Pat's Peak offers something for everyone in the family, whether it be skiing, snowboarding, or tubing. For the latest information on conditions, photos, videos, and events, go to pattspeak.com.
3: Life can hit you with the unexpected, the loss of a job, a sudden illness, a dramatic jump in your mortgage payment, leaving you feeling helpless, forcing you to make difficult decisions. If you've fallen behind on your mortgage, are worried about financial problems, or are afraid of foreclosure, it's time to take control. You don't have to lose your home. The National Foundation for Credit Counseling can help. Seek advice from our certified housing counselors today. Call us at 866-687-6322 or visit MortgageHelpNow.org. The National Foundation for Credit Counseling, real solutions for real people.
2: The National Foundation for Credit Counseling is a nonprofit organization that has been providing financial counseling and education for 60 years. Our national network of member agencies have helped millions of consumers with foreclosure prevention. NFCC member agencies are approved by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development.
6: My name is Sue Smith. I'm 38 years old and I work at a graphic design company. Which is funny,
1: because I couldn't even draw a stick figure when I was a kid. But I met someone who told me,
6: you know what, you can do anything if you really want to. And if the teenage me were here, she'd tell you I wouldn't be into drawing and art if it wasn't for big brothers, big sisters. Most kids from my neighborhood don't get into art. They get into trouble. But I was lucky because
3: my big sister showed me early on that I didn't have to be like most people. And to the young me, that meant a lot. My big sister's name is Sheila, and Sheila
5: is the reason that this 8-year-old grows up to have an amazing job as a graphic designer.
6: Whether you donate money or time, You're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child, and that can last a lifetime. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update.
3: The NBA has reached the all-star break. The festivities kicked off last night. It was Team USA who took on Team World, and the world held off Team USA 150 141. Isaiah Thomas and Brad Stevens representing the Celtics this weekend. The skills competition and dunk contests are tonight. That kicks off at 8 o'clock. The All Star game will be tomorrow. Tip off for that one also at 8 o'clock. Patriots news. Pats tight end coach Brian Doble is reportedly leaving the team. He'll become the offensive coordinator of Alabama under Nick Saban. Doble spent the past three years with the Pats. Other Patriots news. Wide receiver Michael Floyd began his 24-day prison sentence after pleading guilty to extreme DUI. Meanwhile, Darrell Revis has been released from police custody after turning himself in for an altercation that took place in Pittsburgh last Thursday. He will have his first preliminary hearing in court next Thursday, and the Bruins will look to keep things rolling following their bye week. The bees have won three straight and six of their last eight. They return to action tomorrow. They'll be in San Jose to take on the Sharks. Face off is at 8:30. This Sports Center update is brought to you by Nashua Wallpaper. Stop in at 129 West Pearl Street or visit NashuaPaint.com. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now. The Sports Blast.
0: The Doc had an 08 was special, and he was lucky as hell. Lucky as hell. The year before that, yeah. they was wearing trash bags. He could have got fired nobody would have nobody. made a peep. Yeah. Made a peep. But then, the next year they win it. Now he's one of the bestest coach ever. I'm just not feeling that. Is he overrated as a coach? I think so. All
1: hey, right, that was uh, big baby Glenn Davis, who was on Chris Broussard's podcast, In the Zone, on Thursday. And he, uh, as you heard there, didn't exactly have the nicest things to say about his former coach, Doc Rivers. And uh, Mark and I were having a little bit of a back and forth on this when you know Glenn Davis said that Doc Rivers is overrated. I disagree. I mean, no one's saying that Doc Rivers is one of the all-time great coaches in NBA history. He's overrated. But he's one of the best coaches in the NBA today. I I think so.
5: Sure. He, he No, he's overrated. And the reason why is because he's not great with the X and O's. What he's great at is handling veterans. The reason why the Celtics won a championship is because he had Kevin the ability Garnett. to coach <laughs> Kevin Garnett. And then okay. Kevin... Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen collaborated together. Okay, what do
1: we say about Phil Jackson when he had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman? He was not a great X's and O's guy. The triangle offense, if you remember, was Tex Winter. Yeah, he's the guy that that really brought that to Chicago. It wasn't how many many championships did he win? Eleven total between two teams. But that's how many has Doc won? Docs won one. Yeah. One he season. And season. And again, won I'm one, not one, but with not, the
3: one team.
1: With, I'm not yeah, saying, but with I'm not the big saying, guys, three for,
5: what, three years? Yeah, but I'm not—look, I'm not,
1: I'm not, I, I told you, I'm not comparing him to Pat Riley. I'm not comparing him to Chuck Daly or Greg Popovich or Phil Jackson. I'm saying he's one of the best coaches in the NBA today.
3: I don't think he is. I, why, I, why not, though?
5: Why, I, I how think he's he? top
3: 10. I don't think he's top 5. Yeah. He could be top 5. I, I, who's, I. Who's better than him?
5: Who's better than him? Um, I mean I, w- Popovich, I would have to look.
3: maybe you can put Brad Stevens on that list. Oh
5: Brad Stevens is all the way up. he's like number 2 on the list. Okay so who else? So Honestly. you need two other
1: guys to to fill out the top. Do you consider
5: huh? uh consider Steve is not. Steve Kerr is not. I was Kerr say. Is not. Um, Mike Dantoni is not. Um, I would say Billy Donovan is probably closer you know to him. Yeah. Um I do like Scott Brooks mm-hmm. out of Washington Wizards. Um, maybe he does sneak in the top 5 maybe 6. But I, I don't think he's really – I think he's an overrated coach for okay, sure. Mark, if the Celtics beat the Lakers
1: in 2010, that second trip to the finals, would you feel differently? Yeah, I would.
5: Well, hey. they didn't
1: have Kendrick Perkins. We talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. Kendrick Perkins He should have been able to yeah, win you, you, without Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, but you've got to
5: find a way to win without – Kendrick Perkins Kendrick Perkins is not your best player no, on the freaking but, but, team but it opened up Andrew Bynum in the paint oh okay yes so you gotta change up the scheme well, although, 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 I, games,
1: I, will, although guys, I will say right? that the like, Lakers like, didn't right. have Andrew Bynum the first time him they him lost a, to
3: the Celtics. cut so him a so like, little bit of slack for taking that team to two NBA finals alright yeah. he did do that my take on this Kevin is Garnett that... Kevin Garnett and Paul
2: Pierce and Ray Allen. Guess
3: what, everyone? <laughs> Coaches don't matter in this league anyway. So All right. It's, you a, it's when you have the superstars. You just, almost I'll, can't overrate or underrate any head coach in this league because none of them matter. I'll
5: disagree. I, I
3: think Greg Popovich,
5: Popovich. Popovich matters. He's like Bill Belichick of the NBA.
3: Popovich is great. Yeah. No, no doubt he can take a team that is less than you know your standard big three, uh, all-star caliber team, but he still always had Duncan. But when you look at traits for a
5: good coach, right, it's the ability to, you know, find out veterans that are on your team that think that the, you can bring the team together if, as far as the chemistry standpoint, right, and, and find X the and right O's.
2: players um, to fit the system. And Doc just didn't just, do that. What about Ubuntu
1: well, and all that stuff? Where he got Kevin Garnett and Paul it was Star- one Ray year though, Ashish.
5: One year and they
1: were they consistently, consistently in the. Uh, they got to two NBA finals. They were consistently getting to the Eastern Conference you Finals, make the Eastern
3: it. Conference Semifinals. You make it. You gotta win it. You make it you got to win it. Well, how are you going to win when you got a team uh, in Golden State that is clearly just going to uh, win the West anyway.
5: No, I'm saying when when Doc back Rivers back when he was with the Celtics back not, when, not when when he was with the Celtics. Uh, yeah. with the Clippers. Okay. Back when he was with the Celtics. It doesn't matter if you get there, you still got to win it. Like, I, I, I mean, this guy is a great regular season coach. You look at it from L.A. Clippers' standpoint. They make it to the uh, the playoffs
2: almost every year. Get bounced in the first round. But then they round. get bounced out of the fr- yeah, but, okay, first round. Fine, but last they're year? not last good, year, not last good year, enough. Last but year, they, they have they were Chris injured.
1: Paul. Yeah, Chris Paul was hurt last playoff. So was Blake Griffin. They're, they're not that counts for They're something. not
3: good enough even if those two are healthy. That's one exception, Ashish. To beat Golden State of the Spurs. What they're mean, not, they're exception? not good enough. Well, that's not what we're talking about. You two
2: best players. I'm saying that's
5: one year to accept.
1: I mean, look. Here's the thing. Yeah, and I'll I'll keep going back to this point. Name any great NBA head coach that won a championship without a superstar. I mean, yeah, you can go back to the Detroit Pistons. I think that was was 04. that Flip Saunders? Yes, coaching yeah. that team. Yeah, yeah. So okay, fine. That's the one exception. But I won't put Flip Saunders in the same discussion as Phil yeah. Jackson and Pat Riley and Chuck
6: D. I would. I, would, I would, You you
1: would put uh, Doc Rivers into that conversation. I, but that's the thing. I'm not saying Doc Rivers is one of the all time great head coaches. I'm saying he's but, one of the best coaches in the game today. Currently. A I don't know. It depends difference. on what team you put him on. Yeah. I think he's a good head coach.
5: I, I think there's I don't a reason. Think he's
1: overrated. I don't think he's underrated. I, I, I think
5: th- he is what he is. There's a reason why Denny Ainge traded Doc Rivers. And it's because he didn't feel like it, he was the coach moving forward. Because, one, he can't coach younger players. Okay? He can only coach veteran players. So that's one of his weaknesses is the uh, development point point of view is you got to have a coach come in and literally take the reign and show these players how to play basketball. Doc Rivers was a former point guard. If you can't coach younger players, you can only coach veteran players. How are you going to become an accessible head coach? You can't do it. You only play the old
3: guys. And the old guys are old. Coaching is irrelevant in the NBA. True. If you want coaches, go to the college game. Yeah. Brad Stevens. Rick Pitino,
5: Coach oh, K. Yeah. All
1: right, wrapping up our number two here on the Sports Blast. ESPN New Hampshire, don't go anywhere.